Hey, everyone, and welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. We're going to be talking about a little spring cleaning for your biz, specifically as it relates to your tech stack and your value ladder. Welcome to the No Like and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right. In my podcast planner, my social media planner notes for this episode, I actually called it Marie Kondo Your Biz. Not sure if I can legally call it that in the episode title, which is why it's not called Kondo Your Biz. But that's basically what we're going to be talking about here. Because like the magic art of tidying things up, you get a lot of pleasure over having things in their place. And that applies to every area of your business as well. So this is specifically for those of you who have been in business for a little while or who have gone through a big growth phase and you maybe still have things related to your your kind of old way of doing business, but you're in a new way of doing it now. And you maybe even feel like you're doing your biz by default at this point. This is all about how to Marie Kondo your business, clean up your tech, make it more efficient with that 30,000 foot view. Now I talk about that 30,000 foot view as it relates to my biz GPS offer quite a bit. We're not going to talk about my offer specifically here, but I do want to reference what that is. So as you are in an airplane and you look down, if you have the window seat, right? If you look down and you see either a city grid or even if you see like farmland area and it's all laid out in a nice little grid, it looks so organized and it looks so tidy. But if you were walking down at the street level or the field level of that exact same spot, all you would see is what's right in front of you. And that is why it's so important to every once in a while, whether for you that's quarterly or you know once or twice a year, you get to decide, right? But every once in a while, you need to step back and take a hard look at your business and see, does this area play well with other areas? In my business, does this tool allow me to do what I want it to do or is it actually hampering what I'm supposed to be doing with it? That's what we're gonna be talking about today. The 30,000 foot view helps you map out a marketing strategy, a content strategy, and any launch plans for the next three to six months if you do it the way I do it in the business GPS intensive offer. But that exact same offer and what we're going to be talking about today also helps you take a hard look at your tech and your tools because sometimes we buy in that growing phase of our business, but we continue paying for a tool even when we're past that growth phase and we don't revisit it. The reasons we don't revisit it might be because we've, well, flat out forgotten We might not know that there's a better option, or sometimes it's just too much of a bother to deal with while we're in that heavy growth. But again, after things even out, you've got to go back and revisit it. So I would be doing this a huge disservice if I don't reference the law of sunk cost. So economists call a sunk cost as something that has already been incurred and cannot be recovered. The very first time I heard this concept was about 10 years ago or so when I was still in my wedding photography business. And I was rooming with a woman named Laura Meyer, who's also now in the online space, actually, but we were both photographers at the time. And she was in the process of launching Studio Build Out. And she ended up going on to take that business to franchise it and ran it pretty successfully, I believe, for a while. But She was doing a studio build out, realized the space that she was in was no longer going to serve her business. It wasn't big enough. And I don't remember all the details, but she basically walked away from that space and started a a new build out in a brand new space. And I asked her because we were rooming together and you know, you talk, right? I asked her, I was like, doesn't it just hurt you to know that you spent so many thousands of dollars on this space you're not even going to use? 
And she said, yeah, but that's a sunk cost. And she explained it to me. She had a business degree or an MBA. I don't remember. Laura, if anyone tells you that I was talking about this, my apologies for not knowing the specifics. But that particular conversation did have a lot of impact on me because I have always been one of those people who says, no, 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 I paid for that. Now I have to use it. And it feels like I'm wasting something when I don't use something that I've paid for. But a sunk cost means you've already spent it. You've already lost the money. It cannot be recovered. And now if it's not serving you, you need to just make a new decision. It's not the same anymore. So let's look at that from a recent example from tech things that I've been dealing with because my business has gone through a fairly big growth phase over this last year. And a lot of the tools I used a year ago, I'm still paying for even if I'm not using it. But also there are some tools where I'm like, I'm going to upgrade this. And sometimes it worked out and sometimes it did not. So I used to use a tool called Hotjar. It's one of those tools that actually takes heat maps and screen viewings of people who visit your website so you can see where they fall off on the page. For a marketer, for a copywriter, for someone who designs sales pages, this is an incredibly valuable tool. If you are not getting the conversions that you expected to get on a sales page, it's really important to look at where people are falling off, exactly what I just said there. And then, ooh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, I found out that there was a tool called Plurty, and it was available for a lifetime deal on AppSumo. So I bought it thinking, cool, maybe I don't have to keep paying $30 a month for Hotjar. So I switched over to Plurty, trying to save some money, right? The thing is, I don't get as much value out of the data coming from Plurty. It's harder to use. It's just, it's not as intuitive for me at least. And that is an example of one of those growth phase purchases that didn't end up working out. All right. So how are we going to condo your business? We're going to look at three different things. The first is we're going to look at the costs your business has on a recurring basis. Are they necessary? Are they duplicated? Are they still serving you? An example of this is one of the things, again, from my tech stack, I pay for both Tailwind, which is an app for posting automatically to Pinterest, and I pay for Planoly, which is an app for posting automatically to Instagram, but also has Pinterest capabilities. You might ask, why are you paying for both, Brittany? I ask myself this all the time, to be honest. And the reason is they just work differently. Planoly isn't intuitively working with Tailwind. It doesn't have the same resources that Tailwind does. It just posts to Pinterest, but Tailwind offers me some other benefits. It offers me tracking. It gives me the ability to see which pins are performing well. All of those things are not as easily available using Planoly, so I pay for those things separately. I've looked at this as a hard look with that 30,000 foot view, and it makes sense to continue paying for both of them. Another one is Otter. I use Otter for transcripts, and I specifically pay for Otter because when I pay for it, it integrates with my Zoom account. This is really important for me. I do a lot of strategy calls with my current clients, and I like to be able to reference what we said two weeks, three weeks later sometimes when I'm actually implementing the work that we talked about. And I'm not going to go back and watch the video recording. I know myself, I don't like doing that. I would rather skim the transcript. So I now have all of my Zoom calls with clients automatically transcribed through Otter. I can only do that through the paid service. Well, I recently acquired a tool called Designer. It's like design and then two R's. And it's primary use is aggregating blog posts into ebooks, creating transcripts for podcasts, show notes for podcasts, things like that, right? And because of that, I was like, well, hmm, if it does transcripts, do I still need Otter? The reality is I still need Otter AI because Designer has a cap on how many minutes you can have transcribed, but also it doesn't automatically integrate with Zoom. That's not its intention. 
it has transcriptions as a useful tool for videos and podcasts and things like that, but not for everything you do. All right, so that's example number two. Example number three here is I'm just right now, as I'm recording this, switching from phone.com to using Zoom phone for my services. And this doesn't actually save me any money, but it is consolidating my services and keeping things all in one house. I am told by my husband who knows these things, because he sells phone systems for a living and such, that I'm not going to save money with this, but people who use international calls or people who have current fluctuating phone bills, they would totally save money by switching to Zoom. For me, I'm already paying for Zoom. Why not have everything in one house and just make it a little bit easier for me to use? I also don't use the phone very much. So for me, this was kind of like a, sure, it's a nice to have decision. I might not have gone through the turmoil of switching had I not realized that my husband could basically do it all for me, right? All right. And then fourth example, and I've talked about this one in the past, is uh, FG Funnels. It is a all-in-one kind of marketing and CRM and project management tool for businesses like mine doing marketing online. It is 119 a month, I believe, but in buying this platform, I was able to release Acuity, which I previously used for scheduling on my calendar, Active Campaign, which I previously used for email autoresponders and newsletters and such, and Member Vault, which I previously used for housing all of my courses and everything. Now, all of that is done in one tool, FGF, and as a result, I'm actually saving quite a bit of money, but in addition to saving money, I'm keeping everything in one house, and it doesn't require all these extra integrations with various other tools. It's all in one place and, again, plays well with the other tools, which is a huge bonus in any business that's doing marketing online. All right, so those are my examples for your recurring basis costs. Now let's look at upcoming investments. That would be a one-time cost, and you could actually look at more recent investments like this too, but but specifically upcoming ones. Examples of what this might be are, do you need a new business contract for a new offer you're going to launch? A new trademark for an offer that you're going to launch? A new program to help you implement a new strategy that you need to start doing in your business? Do you need freelance support for anything? When people go through my biz GPS, I would say about 75% of them end up needing support of some kind, whether that is with a freelancer doing sales pages, doing Facebook ads, doing setup of tech tools, or whether that is a program learning how to implement a new strategy. Almost everyone needs this kind of support because guess what? We are not gods. We don't know everything and we do need help to learn the things that we don't know. Now, I do want to make one caveat here, and I just heard this from Maggie Patterson on her podcast with Dr. Michelle Mazer called Duped, which you should listen to. It's fantastic. Maggie was also a recent guest on the No Like and Trust show just a few episodes ago. But she said in one of their episodes recently that you should not make the mistake of using all of your budget on that freelancer or that program and leaving none for implementation because implementing costs money. And you just heard me talk about the costs of some of these tech tools that I'm using. $119 a month is nothing to sneeze at, especially when you're in a starting or a growth phase of your business. The Tailwind and Planoly example, could you get by spending only $10 a month on just one of them instead of $20 a month on both of them? Absolutely. And those are the kinds of decisions that you need to make, especially when you're implementing new strategies that are not yet proven in your business. So when you are looking at upcoming investments, it's not just, oh, this new offer needs a contract, this new offer needs a trademark, it may have ongoing recurring investments too. And if it's something that's a slow burn of a growth period, if it's something that's going to take six months for you to really pull a profit from, you need to make sure when you're looking at this 30,000 foot view 
that you have not only set aside both money and time for the learning of that particular new strategy or that new launch plan or whatever it is, but for implementing it too. And then that brings us to the third part, which I just teased a little bit there. It's not just the upcoming money investments you need to look at, it's the upcoming time investments. And for somebody like me working 20 hours a week, being very committed to that time schedule, because I do mom a lot and I do go to the gym and work out and I do like to cook healthy foods and meals for my family, right? For someone like me, the time investment is usually a bigger deal than the money investment. And I think a lot of people kind of skirt by this issue, shall we say, because it's something that's not tangible necessarily in your life. It doesn't have a hard number in a spreadsheet of a budget, but it should because time's a far more valuable resource than money ever will be. Here's the deal. When you are going to take a program, it requires money to buy, yes, but it's also going to require a time investment. This is the main reason why every time I launch a program, every time I put out an offer in the FAQs, I always, always tell people how many hours they can expect to invest in this training, either per week if it's an ongoing thing or total if it's a one-time training program kind of deal. I am very, very careful to be accurate in that assessment. My show up system 2.0, for example, the FAQ specifically says you can be up and started in less than an hour. There's also a quick start guide that gets you up and running in 10 minutes if you already have experience with a project management tool. I do not want to give people a false sense that everybody can implement this very cool system and strategy in 10 minutes. That is not realistic. Nobody has a learning curve that fast. You can cut the learning curve if you've already done some of the work outside of the program. Of course you can, but I don't want everyone to think that that's possible for them. I do want them to understand it will only take you an hour to go through all of the training. You do not have to invest more time in that. And I always make my training videos very short for this reason. I don't like doing live trainings because I tend to ramble. It's why I have pretty extensive notes for all of my podcast episodes as well. I want to give you the meat and none of the fluff because I value time. That comes from my set of values and my lifestyle. Again, if I work 20 hours a week and approximately 12 of them are client-facing, I only have eight hours a week to work on my business. So if I'm going to take a program and it's going to take five hours a week, I need to know that right up front. Now, I did invest in a program called Measure and Maximize. It's run by Jennifer Grayeb. A few months ago, I invested in it knowing it was going to be a huge time investment, knowing it was going to take me longer to get through than the average program I'm willing to invest in. But I really want to be able to create really specific, nitty-gritty, geek-oriented marketing dashboards for my clients. It's a service I really do want to offer, so I decided to prioritize that, even though she says right there on her FAQ on her sales page that it will require a few hours a week to implement. I did that knowingly, but I did that with full disclosure. And, and that is really the key to me. When I am looking at upcoming investments, whether it's a one-time program, hiring somebody like a VA or a podcast manager that's going to require some time investment on my part, I want to know the time investment upfront because I do have a very strict schedule in terms of work hours. I have to know all of that upfront. And that right there kind of concludes why I am such a fan of spring cleaning for your business. Condoing your business gives you information. It gives you data so you can make better decisions for the future. If you know what your recurring costs are and you know that they're going to stay approximately the same for the next six months, you don't have to worry about including that data in your decision making because it's not going to change. But if you're looking at your costs and you're like, wow, I'm paying $600 a month in subscriptions, I wonder if there is a way for me to shed 100 or 200 off of that. 
which would give me the ability to invest that 100 or 200 in more VA support so I can do other things. Those are the kinds of decisions you can make once you have looked at your business from that 30,000 foot view. And really, that's what it comes all down to, right? We all need the information so we can make growth decisions. We can then take that information, we can filter it through our values, which is why I'm such a huge fan of knowing what your core values are, of course, but we can filter it through our values so we are making the right decision for our business, so we can grow the way we expect and hit whatever goals we have set out for the next three, six, or 12 months. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful to you. If you have any information, any topics, any ideas you'd really like to cover in the future, feel free to reach out. I am actually in the process of planning the summer content schedule for the podcast, and I'd love to hear your feedback. Talk to you later.